This time on IFAF, Idaho Falls and Fatalities. Do you guys ever think about dying? Three celebrity deaths to tell you about. We explain these t-shirts and the event they were made for. Two great tastes that go great together in someone's imagination. And my cat wants to be Hermes the Elf. IFAF, Idaho Falls Weekly Informal Infotainment with Mike Nelson and Carly Morgan. How about we head straight to the comment section? I love it. From HYoshi735, yeah, you mentioned me. You are now famous in Idaho. And he says, I'm getting that SLC Temple Lego set for Christmas and that tiny Moroni. I love that. Uh, BrickhamYoung.com, if you're wonder, w- wondering what we're talking about. More buff, more buff, our buddy from Rhode Island, <laughs> who may or may not have contributed to like almost doubling our YouTube videos. I don't uh, know what clout you have over there, buddy. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, with all that buff. He got, <laughs> he got the first view, first like, and first comment on our most recent video. Um, great Gold smile. <laughs> great smile, Carly. He does say expect a strange East Coast following. Funny. So that okay. might. What's up, Rhode Island? Gold medal to you. All right. <laughs> And then I want to give a shout out to Todd Wood, who left a comment on our page. Now, Todd and I go back to elementary school. Wow. I, I think I've discussed that uh, we went to sort of a parochial school. That means church school on the west side, mm-hmm. Gethsemane. But then Todd later became a, uh, you know, I rebelled against everything. Todd, Todd on the other <laughs> oh, hand. Oh, you would never. Yeah, like he uh, became a pastor. Oh, wow. And yeah, and he, he was, still talks to you? He does. <laughs> he must be a saint then. And the, he must be. <laughs> So he was a pastor at Berrien Baptist Church on the east side. <laughs> east, yeah. Um, and then now he works with a, an organization called Providence Downtown mm-hmm. in downtown Idaho Falls. And they, uh, they give a lot of help to the people that need it. And he just, I think he's a big supporter of, remember last time we talked about Billy Graham's, one of the original OG televangelists, Billy Graham's grandson, mm-hmm. uh, Will, is going to be coming September 23rd and 24th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's going to speak two times in the Hero Arena on September 23rd, one time Sunday night, September 24th. I think it's cool when LDS people invite non-LDS people to their events uh-huh. and vice versa. Yeah. So he said, hey, just want to mention, LDS friends, you're welcome to come too. It's non-denominational. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he brought up was that Billy Graham had a friendship with Jay Willard Marriott. Mm-hmm. Who is a uh, who of the Marriott hotel chain? I believe the largest hotel I was chain in the world. Wondering, and Marriott was a prominent Mormon, so really? like a Mormon multimillionaire. Oh, a lot of coming together there is what it sounds like. And thank you, Todd, for that comment. Yeah, so maybe we could even say that it's extra Mormon friendly. Yeah, you know, two follow ups from last week: Burning Man and and, and your cat Leo. So Burning Man, we just want to mention it. Because I, I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to going one year. Mm-hmm. We realized, okay, it's 10 hours away. <laughs> As if there was a sign or something, um, it totally got rained out the last weekend, Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. 70,000 attendees uh, were pretty much like nobody could get out of the main entrance of the playa. Wow. Black Rock City in the Black Rock, Rock Desert of Nevada. DJ Diplo was there. And he got out because Chris Rock had a truck. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, Chris Rock would have a truck. <laughs> all the more reason to go, right? Yeah. 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 I wonder if he has his own little Chris Rock city <laughs> within Black Rock City. Yeah, I think he deserves one. You know, after, yeah. after everything he's gone through, yeah, he yeah. deserves it. And, and, and all you hear <laughs> over the loudspeakers in Chris Rock City is, I'm tired of this. Tired, tired, tired. <laughs> and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Oh, wait, okay. that's that's Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> oh. And Samuel L. Jackson and Lawrence Fishburne are the same person. No, I'm <laughs> such an idiot. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Chris is the zebra in Madagascar. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he also did Everybody Hates Chris, which was yes. one of my favorite shows growing <laughs> was... up. First off, Terry Crews in that was so brilliant. Uh-huh. And I always loved how the mom was always like, my man has two jobs. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. And the fact that she was proud of her husband for like going out and providing, like, you know, I thought that was, I thought that was cool. Absolutely. I thought, like, I get that the family dynamic was super messed up, but I liked their relationship, even though some of it was, you know, her kind of beating him down a little. 
and one of my favorite songs ever, not just from an animated show, is Afro Circus, Afro Circus. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Oh, here. Okay, so how could I misattribute? In Chris Rock City, that is the song that they could play every like Saturday night to get people hype. Play Afro Circus. Yeah. That goes into I like to move it, move it. There we go. Perfect. Yeah, and then Diplo makes that up. I yeah. bet they've done that. And they can do the I'm tired bit every night to yeah. tell people go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I listened to Bigger and Blacker the mm-hmm. other night. 1999, I want to say. Amazing. Just amazing. He's so good. And right. isn't it isn't it funny how when we were kids, we would watch, uh, okay, you maybe grew up with Aladdin. Oh, yeah. And Robin Williams is the genie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I certainly... You know, made note of Eddie Murphy as the, wasn't he, before he was a donkey in Shrek, he was Mushu in Milan. Uh-huh, and he was so good. And and I came to the stark realization, just like Buddy Hackett mm-hmm. was a huge Disney star in the 70s, mm-hmm. before that, he was a filthy, dirty, nasty comic. Yeah, absolutely. In the, in the 50s, you know, 20 years earlier. Yeah. So I think that's the Disney and DreamWorks animation <laughs> casting model is, okay, <laughs> who who was just off the rails 20 years ago? Let's get them. Right. Well, and you know, I think it's kind of a perfect solution because it's so much easier to reel them in. Yeah, and right. It, and especially for animation, they have to be over the top. So it makes sense to get someone who's already over the top and then just reel him in a little. Exactly. It's always, as a talent coach, it's always easier to reel somebody in than to push them onto the stage. Right. You know, it's always easier to pull them back a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, dial it down just, you know, one. Dial it down one. One out of ten. Right, right. <laughs> okay. And... It's so ironic. It's so funny. What a kawinky dink that we were just talking about your cat, Leo. Uh, he likes to stick his nose in your mouth as sort of a greeting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he really likes the smell of mint. And he really likes... It's because sp- he wants to be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> and the smell of strawberries. <laughs> so You know, you can actually use strawberries to brush your teeth if uh, toothpaste isn't working for you. Really? Cat- apparently, Catherine Zeta-Jones... And you know what? I really shouldn't say this like it's fact because I heard it years ago and I could be totally wrong. So fact check me on that. She's the one that dips beneath the lasers. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones. But apparently when she was pregnant, uh, toothpaste made her super nauseous. Uh-huh. So instead she brushed her teeth with mashed up strawberries. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure this isn't like a Gwyneth Paltrow goop thing? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not entirely, but... Does she put a stone egg in... Okay. Yeah, in her mouth. Does she have a candle that smells like... Yeah. I'll just cut myself off there. Yeah, yeah, good idea. Goop is just a little too out there for me. Okay, but but no, I, I mean, I remember... Um... Oh, can I say, though? Huh. Okay, so one thing that Gwyneth Paltrow sells through Goop is something called... Um, psych- it's like a psychic vampire repellent. Okay. And all I'm saying is the fact that what we do in the shadows hasn't made a joke about that yet is a ridiculous thing. Colin Robinson. So- yes. He's an emotional vampire. I'm just saying all they need is some like, you know, Gwyneth Pal- Paltrow stand in to like walk up and be like, oh, you're just really draining me of my energy and like spray this little, you know, <laughs> mist around her face. And it just, I, it'd be funny to have him. Repellent. Yeah. It'd be funny to watch him react to it. Wow. Yeah. We have been enjoying the new season of of what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. What's his name again? Taika Watiti? Yeah. Did I finally get it right? Yeah, you did. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that, that's been a struggle for you. And there's a new Our Flag Means Death coming soon. I'm so excited. The only thing that could make this a trifecta would be a new season of The Boys. Oh, yeah. On Prime. Well, and that should be happening any like any minute now, right? Right. How great would it be if it came out on your birthday? Or if they brought Drawn Together back, but that'll never happen. Well, Especially not now. I think I think that that exists well in the time that it was made. Okay, so back to Leo. Yes. It was such a kawinky dink then that our good friend brought over, like he had a ton of extra strawberries, so he brought over two huge packages, uh-huh. set one on the kitchen table, and sure enough, Leo did exactly what I talked about. Right. He just, he nudged it with the side of his cat face mm-hmm. until it fell onto the floor 
And then he kept nudging it. Yes. You know, I actually just realized I totally have a TikTok of that on my TikTok account that oh. has like two videos and that I don't have the password to anymore. I should really figure that out. We have a TikTok t- uh, for IFAF and we will start populating it soon. It's just been last priority. Yeah. I know TikTok is so huge, but it's been <laughs> well, but, a pretty huge deal just to get this going. Right, honestly. right. Well, and also, technically, TikTok could be canceled any day now. Right. You know, they could just be like, hey, we're not going to do it. Sorry. Banned. Thanks, <laughs> Gina. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback to an, another episode. So <laughs> That's a, That is a total Trump callback is what that was. <laughs> I got another one of those mm-hmm. uh, coming up. First things first. I'm a realist. Let's get to the fatalities part of the show just as soon as possible, because I feel Mm -hmm. like a dark cloud is hanging over the the show. So let's let's just knock it out. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll end it with some fun and some good news, but we'll just go ahead and yeah, yeah, tackle the bad news first. So Labor Day weekend, last weekend, three day Mm -hmm. weekend, three celebrity deaths. And you know how they say they always come in three? Boy, it well, sure did this time. It's so fast. So fast. Yeah, one after the other. Jimmy Buffett passed Which, away on Friday, September 1st at the age of 76. My mom and granny were so bummed. They're parrot heads. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. I mean, yeah. we've had like Jimmy Buffett parties and stuff. Even the kids in that household know who Jimmy Buffett is. Mm-hmm. Not only because my grandma and my mom absolutely love him and have made sure that they know him, but also because of his little cameo in Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he, he does the most brilliant thing he could have done, <laughs> the most on-brand thing he could have done, and grabs double fists, two margaritas, and runs away as a pterodactyl is chasing him. Well, the, yeah, when the dinosaurs get, get out, <laughs> he runs from the table rescuing two margaritas Mm -hmm. yeah children be damned margaritas (laughs) he's got them (laughs) i mean like his last hit was 1975 Mm -hmm. or something yeah but then he built this huge margaritaville brand and i mean it looks like he lived his best life honestly yeah matter of fact my mom has a margaritaville brand margarita maker i think i've seen it yeah Yeah. it's It's huge super cool (laughs) it is yeah uh, I've been to one Margaritaville in my life, and that was in Nashville. So you know, I've never not been. Not very exciting. Although we actually, oh wait, okay, we didn't go to it, but we we drove by the Margaritaville in the Virgin Islands when we went. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah there was I, a a whole like resort. Yeah, I feel like we used it to turn around at one point or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, because the roads there are so narrow. Anyway, um, Jimmy Buffett passed away on Friday. Then Gary Wright. Uh, at the age of 80 on Monday, September 4th, he did Dreamweaver, mm-hmm. which you may remember from Wayne's World as the Schwing <laughs> song. I loved Wayne's World. When he saw the hot blonde. Yeah. And then Steve Harwell passed away, lead singer of Smash Mouth. Mm-hmm. So two surprising facts about that. One, he passed away in Boise, Idaho, surrounded by friends and family. That's where he lived. Oh, okay. And then uh, two, he was- Good taste. Yeah. He was 56. Super young. Cause of death, acute liver failure. So does that mean he drank himself to death? It wouldn't surprise me too much if maybe his hard party and caught up to him caught up to him or something, you know? Yeah, fifty-six is young. Yeah. Right? I think so. And that's just that makes me sad. Yeah. You know, um a f- one of my friend's kids really wanted to have a Shrekathon in honor of him because Ooh. of his passing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great way to uh honor him in our in our memories. Oh absolutely. Yeah. And do you know that All Star wasn't even on the album when they first brought it to I think it was Jimmy Iovine at Interscope Records, the same guy that collaborated closely with Eminem. Uh And he said, we need one more, guys. And that's when they wrote All Star. Crazy. Crazy. Especially because that's like the song that they're known for. Right. (laughs) Man, it must be nice to just wake up and piss brilliance one day. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the same as you, except (sighs) when I wake up in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I make gold records. (laughs) Did that song have any cowbell? So hopefully that clears up for now, the dark cloud (laughs) hanging over the show. Mm -hmm. Although we do want to get into something that isn't the easiest thing in the world to talk about, and it's Mm -hmm. the reason we're wearing these shirts today. Yes. Um, So this is all about Idaho Missing Persons Day. It was actually established in 2001. Interestingly, so it's relatively new. Yeah. Um, So I actually am doing this sort of in collaboration with um, 
the podcaster who made the She's Missing podcast. She's also a local woman. Her name is Emily. Um, she has asked that we don't use her last name um, just to save a little bit of privacy. That's why she's in podcasting. Okay. Exactly. Um, now, the cool thing is that she covered the case of um, Megan, who was kidnapped off of her trampoline as a as a young girl. I think she was 14 at the time. And this happened locally, right? This did. This happened uh, not far from my parents' house in Iona, um, and it was in 2002. Um, It ended with the suspect killing himself, but she was kidnapped, taken to his house, escaped from his house, and called the police, and that's how they were able to figure out who it was. So, and and tell me the name of... Emily's podcast is She's Missing. She's Missing, yeah. Is it a true crime podcast for East Idaho? Is that what I'm hearing? I wouldn't say it's necessarily just for East Idaho, but it's about East Idaho. Okay. And she actually will be covering other local cases as well. Okay. So she's starting with this one, which is um, Megan's story, but she also is going to talk about, in her next season, Amber Hoops, uh, who is potentially connected to Megan's case. Uh, They believe that she might be another victim of the same man that took Megan. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, At one point, he did admit to, or wait, was it that he admitted to it or he denied it, but he was weird about it? Okay. You know, listen to She's Missing because she gets the facts a lot more correct than I do. We're... We're infotainment. She's information. <laughs> she's actually she's actually got the story. Yeah. Okay. So and your and the shirts we're wearing say "Remember the missing, look for the lost." Mm-hmm. Missing Persons Day. When is Missing Persons Day? So Missing Persons Day is going to be September fourteenth, and Emily has actually um, facilitated a really interesting event for it. So it's going to be at the Bonneville the Bonneville County Courthouse here in town going to be at noon and there's actually going to be several members of law enforcement speaking at it and what day is this uh the 14th 14th september yeah. 14th at noon bonneville county courthouse mm-hmm. okay. and i actually have a a little message that she sent me if i can just Abs- read it absolutely for her yeah Even though Missing Persons Day was officially established September 2021, I've only recently become aware of it, and I can't be the only one. Given my close involvement with individuals affected by Megan's kidnapping and numerous law enforcement officers who dedicated their efforts to Amber's case, I strongly believe that the broader awareness is essential. Um, It shouldn't be limited to just the families and friends of missing persons. My vision is to... Uh, inundate social media with missing persons flyers on September 14th. This collective effort not only spreads the word about multiple cases, but encourages more people to engage in the, in the search. Uh, when you invest time in researching a case to share on social media, you naturally become emotionally connected. Sometimes these cases simply require more visibility to generate leads and potentially locate those who are missing or involved in the disappearances of that person. So Couldn't I agree think, more. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it. Um, We're about it. We're 100% behind it. Yes. And the thing that I really appreciate about her podcast in particular is that she actually interviews people who were involved in the case at the time, several law enforcement officers, um, as well as the victim herself, Megan. Okay, the survivor so herself, Megan. That's some quality journalism there. Heck yeah. Yeah, I yeah. support that fully. Well, and she was even telling me about um, some conversations that she'd had with Megan where Megan was sort of expressing her, I guess gratitude might be a good word for it, for the podcast, because she finally got to hear the other side of things, everyone else's perspective on her case. And that's got to be a really surreal Sure. situation. Hear- to hearing be in, people wow. talk about her and something that happened to her that was... A major life event. Right. Yeah. Hearing well, the other perspectives. Yeah. Well, and also she was saying that she's kind of forgotten a lot of it. I'm assuming mainly due to trauma because that is a natural response. I'd want to block that out. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would too. But anyway, I just think that Emily's doing some really amazing work. And I think that her podcast is absolutely worth supporting, not only because it is just well made, but also um, I just think that it's for a really good cause. And because of what you're doing with your podcast, she's missing podcast.com. Uh, you are IFAF this week. Crisp high five for you, Emily. So why September 14th, I wonder? 
So September 14th was chosen because that's the day that Amber Hoops went missing and her family is the one that really championed to make Idaho Missing Persons Day official. Since we're tackling the heavy stuff up front, is now a good time to mention Utah mommy blogger, I don't even know how to say her name, Ruby Frankie? Yeah, Ruby I think Frank. so. So she's the one, she had this, you know, she was a social media influencer, mm-hmm. I guess. Allegedly. And uh, used her kids in a lot of her videos, like a lot of social media influencers do. Well, she was specifically a mommy blogger. Yeah. I mean, like, that was her identity. Yeah. Allegedly. And come to find out, she was abusing her children, or at least some of them. Allegedly. Yeah. To, the, to the point of the, the kids were emaciated, mm-hmm. meaning they, they looked like... I don't know, Holocaust survivors or kids in Ethiopia and those commercials that make you cry and had like uh, marks on their wrists where they had mm-hmm. been bound. Right. And and I'm hearing things like the kids were just relieved and finally the truth is out. And like one of the kids maybe called the police. Yeah. So by the sound of it, it sounds like um, her oldest daughter, who's currently in college, uh, I think she's about 20, she has been sort of um, asking social media follows t- followers to help her gather more information and more evidence from some of her mom's videos. Wow. Um, specifically the ones that have to do with her friend, whose name I can't remember, but they have a business together and, and her friend was also arrested for child abuse. Well, good. As well, yeah. Because it was her kid and uh, Frankie's kid that were initially found to have been abused. I can't think of anything that makes me just angrier. Like literal blood boiling than not only not taking care of, Mm -hmm. I mean, neglect is still not okay, but to take Mm -hmm. it further and and abuse, like I got mad at one of my kids once for not changing out the goldfish water Mm -hmm. um, more frequently. I said, look, when you're in charge of something, when you're in charge of another life, I don't care if it's plant life or you've got a pet snail or Mm -hmm. a goldfish. You take care of it. It's relying. It has no choice. Mm -hmm. These poor, innocent kids. Right. Well, and not only that, too, but this woman was making money off of her children. The least she could do, considering the life that they provided her, even though that is backwards and not how that's supposed to go at all. Right. Um. But considering the life that they provided to her, the least that she could do is treat them well. Sure. Make sure that they're getting enough nutrients. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, insane, insane. And you know what was also interesting about that case? I, I just wonder what other sordid details are going to come out. Oh, so that's the interesting thing. Is this all of it? Is it the tip of the iceberg? Oh, it's definitely the tip. There's there's way more to, to go through. Um, but even before all of this happened, I actually had been hearing some allegations of child abuse surrounding her just based on what she was putting in her videos oh yeah which I is mean, like, the amazing part because she has full control of what she shoots and yeah. she has full control of what's edited she sees it before she before it goes up this is her best most curated content and people are still seeing those red flags and saying um are these kids being abused she like prided herself on grounding her kid from something for six months yeah okay or something so like that she took away her kid's bedroom and made him sleep on a bean bag in the basement for yeah, I actually no. think it was closer to a year. Yeah, and and you don't do that, right? The, you you make sure they have the essentials: food, clothing, and shelter. Mm-hmm. Candy is optional. Sure, you know, computer time, Wi-Fi mm-hmm. that can be optional. Yeah, that can be withheld, but you don't withhold basic needs like a bed. Especially to a growing boy. I can't believe this is happening in this day and age in Mm -hmm. our country, right next door. Right. To somebody who presents themselves as the gold standard of parenting. Right. She's offering parenting advice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Lori Vallow 2.0. Only we got to her in time. Yeah. Well, and you know, like this, um, the the woman that was also arrested with her, who's, I'm so mad I can't think of her name. We're going to correct that probably next time. But anyway. Um, Jody Hildebrandt. Thank you. Yes. So uh, they, her business partner. Yes, her business partner. So they had something, I believe it was called Connections, but it was religiously based as well. So I'm just saying culty vibes. Ooh, can we just say Lori Vallow 2.0? Man. And to top it all off. It snowed in Utah on Labor Day weekend. Man, all the bad stuff happening in Utah. Maybe that's why so many people are moving to Idaho. That that was the most somber stretch we've ever had on this show, so I wanted to break it up. I'm sorry. 
One more time, a plug for Emily's podcast. It's called She's Missing. Here's why I love these two podcasts together, because I love true crime. But I also, uh, you know, life's hard and I need a jokey <laughs> joke. So I think we're kind of a great little palate cleanser. Right. You know, so if you go and you listen to Emily's podcast and, you know, it makes you stressy and depressy, mm-hmm. which is OK, because it's a it's a tough one to get through. Um, then you can come over to our podcast and we can help make you happy and yappy again. <laughs> the transition. First of all, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> virtual high five um, because I mean, we're six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the transition. That was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. My transition to our next topic was going to be, boy, doesn't that just turn your stomach? Speaking of turning your stomach. Oh, no. It's it's the first annual Nagathon. <gasps> okay. You're going to have to explain this to me because I think I know what's happening, but I don't want to assume. Yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. You chug eggnog uh-huh. and do a little running. <laughs> oh, do they want you to puke? Let's give you the info up front. It's happening November 11th, so we're giving you two months heads up so that you can... What, train? <laughs> How do you train for that? I do knew. Maybe you like chug sour milk on the weekends? You know, and just see how many like how many minutes until it comes back. I don't know. <laughs> the good news is it's sponsored by Reed's Dairy that has oh, so, the best eggnog. Yeah, at least it'll be good eggnog. And I hope but they're will offering it taste as good coming back up. <laughs> right. <laughs> the only worst combination I could think of. Have you seen that new bounce house at the mall? Yeah. In front of Dick's. Uh-huh. Is chugging some eggnog and then going into Monster Bounce. Oh, geez. Monster Bounce, by the way, is in the Grand Teton Mall parking lot through September 23rd. It's, I think, 12 bucks for an hour, 18 bucks for two hours. Okay, that actually sounds super fun, though. I hope we go to that. Take you a flask of eggnog first. Okay, wait. <laughs> I, I can think of a worse combo, though. Oh, you can? Yes. So, same Monster Bounce, bounce house, uh-huh. Uh but plus one, Mr. Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think that their results will be similar to the <laughs> Nogathon because um, clearly it's going to end in disaster. But I feel like it's going to be real fun leaning up to it, you know? Sure. <laughs> I'm just, I've got Danny like, Elfman's ice dance going through right, my head. Right, right. I just imagine him flailing around, you know? Like, at first he's having such a good time and he's keeping his hands to himself. And then, you know... One of those little obstacle courses that you go through uh, kind of bops him in the face and he goes to catch it before it hits him again. And that's when it starts popping. And then he freaks out and then he pops everything else. And, and then all it the just kids all comes down around him. Reacting in slow-mo, <laughs> directed by Tim Burton. And then yes. Helena, Helena Bonham Carter comes, saves him, and takes him away from the crowd. <laughs> oh, come on. If anything, out. it would be Winona Ryder. Oh, Winona, yeah, she'd be fine too. Yeah. But I just, Johnny Depp and Helena. They're so good together. Tim Burton, they all seem to go together. That's true. That's true. Yeah. They'll just like link him. It'll be both of them. They'll just link him by either arm and just drag him out. (laughs) But this is real. This is the Nogathon in Ammon is real. And I didn't quite believe it until I saw Sean Coletti retweet it. Ammon's mayor. It's 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 November 11th, November 11th. So cooler temperatures. That's good, Elise. That'll help. <laughs> I mean, it'll definitely help with the smell. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, and we're giving you two months notice. It's 2 p.m. McCowan Park, the first annual Nogathon. But basically, you run a mile mm-hmm. on the quarter mile track. And every quarter mile, you stop for an eight ounce glass of eggnog. Eight ounces? So that's 32. That's a lot. You have to cons- run a mile and consume 32 ounces of eggnog, which is a quarter gallon. That's significant. That's a lot. Right? Isn't it? Yeah. Wait, isn't 32 ounces a whole gallon? No. Uh, that can't be right. Oh, no, that's like 64. So 64. it's a half gallon. No, I think I think a gallon is 128. If, if my yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> elementary school measurements memory is still accurate. Are you sure smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> not Carly. <laughs> One mile fun run <laughs> yeah you know they're gonna have to adopt the disney rule and have uh trash bins every 50 steps yes yeah you know <laughs> yeah isn't it like every honestly i'd do every 25 <laughs> just because the results would be disastrous if there's not one there i thought the rule for disneyland was every 30 steps but i could be wrong oh i think you're right i, I could think be you're wrong. right <laughs> but 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 yeah barf buckets every quarter mile i mean I'm, at that point just put it around their necks like a feed bag i just want to know whose idea <laughs> this was around as they run Okay, that's so gross. <laughs> oh, gross. Or, or just have a nice pocket square that doubles as a uh, 
uh, as a part yeah. bag. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, I know whose idea it was. Huh. Yeah, I, I actually heard of this Beautiful already. This? Yeah, it's Satan's. <laughs> yeah, Sa- Satan himself came up with this. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> but I also love that we're trying new things. Yeah, it's fun. So I have no notes on this. <laughs> I, well, and I, you know I'm a huge fan of things that sound weird. Uh-huh. I, I mean, the I didn't even know, and we've discussed, I think we discussed this last podcast, when you hear the name of something and you immediately get it. Yeah. When the Daniel Craig Harrison Ford movie Cowboys and Aliens came out, I didn't even watch the trailer. I was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you were. It's <laughs> going down. Yeah, you were like, yeehaw. <laughs> yes, Beat uh, me up, Scotty. <laughs> yeehaw and pew pew. <laughs> so all I have to hear is Nagathon. <laughs> right. Similar uh, to Cocaine Bear. <laughs> exactly. Which we still haven't seen. By the way, do you know Cocaine Bear was directed by Elizabeth Banks? Effie from the Hunger Games? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. She's got her own production company and everything. But I... <laughs> I mean, okay, that's just not fair. Maybe. Hey, maybe... You don't get to be that hot and talented <laughs> and creative. And, oh, and JD's girlfriend in Scrubs. Yes. Oh, she was so good in Scrubs. I loved so her great. in Scrubs. First off, I love Scrubs. That was a great TV show. It was great. I loved all the fun little like uh, breakaways that they do. Oh, yeah. The little fantasy moments. Those were fun. Anyway, go you know, get the shirt. I have $10 a- entry fee, nagathon.cityofammon.us. Wait, I have a note slash <laughs> a, a pitch for them. Okay. Okay. So if they want, they can keep the whole, you know, uh, one thing of eggnog every quarter mile or, or they could alternate it. With lemon juice. <laughs> Just, I mean, here's the thing. If we're going to do it, let's really do it. Let's mess these people up from the inside out, from the guts to the butts. Seriously, though, did you ever have a 21st birthday party at a bar? Uh, no, I did not. I actually did not drink it uh, when I was 21. Oh, good for you. Yeah. So typically, fr- friends mm-hmm. will order novelty drinks. Oh, like the concrete? For, like the like the cement mixer. That's it. Which is Bailey's Irish cream and a floater of um, Rose's lime juice on top. Well, the acid and and then the instructions to shoot a cement mixer are put it in your mouth and swish it around. Well, what happens is the lime juice instantly congeals the Bailey's Irish cream and you've got this mouthful of chunky, I don't know Ooh, what you call it. That's gross. And then you have to, if you don't want to be gross in front of everybody, you have to swallow it. Ugh. But that's yeah, that's what it that's <laughs> I mean, so don't eat an acidic dinner before you go and run this mile. Or do. Or they do could, if you hate yourself, or do, do it. Yeah. And then the Nagathon turned into a Vomitron thon. <laughs> oh, and I guess runners who dress up in a holiday costume have a chance for an extra prize. Okay. Or, or a ch- and the prize is ruining your <laughs> your holiday costume. Yeah, right, right. Wear your ugliest, ruining your Santa suit. Wear your ugliest sweater because it's not gonna make it home. <laughs> but don't all all the best uh, holiday stories start with? So I vomed all over my Santa suit. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'm just saying it's so funny that this is a a Christmas themed. Uh, get together when this was clearly orchestrated by Satan himself. <laughs> well, it's November 11th. It's not too far from Halloween. Yeah, I'm just saying. If you rearrange the letters in the word Satan, it's... Santa. I mean... That's fair. Okay, wait. I actually, I think I know who really I learned this. that in parochial school. <laughs> Funny. Okay, but actually, I might be wrong here. Maybe it's not Satan. Maybe it's Krampus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's the scary looking one. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, and it's holiday themed, but it's evil. <laughs> okay. I think we've gotten to the bottom of this mystery. <laughs> Again, Reed's Dairy sponsoring, and they do have the best eggnog. I hope they have the chocolate nog there too, because mm-hmm. that is my favorite holiday treat. Man, you really just want to weigh down their stomachs, don't you? <laughs> and I hear, so Reed's has, we've actually talked about this just mm-hmm. in the past year or so. They've really. Uh, amped up their production of novelty flavors, I guess I would call them. Yeah. Like we've seen strawberry milk, right? Oh, we've yeah. seen them do banana milk. Ooh, they did orange creamsicle. They did? We did huckleberry. We tried that. We tried that. We that also was... had the root beer milk. Mm-hmm. That was good. You lo- That's like your favorite thing. Oh, yeah. 
And oh, like the Premier Protein. Um, oh, that's Rango's limited favorite. Limited edition root beer. <laughs> yeah. So my dog Rango, uh, he loves the root beer flavor, the root beer float flavored Premier Proteins. Uh, I was opening one up and a little bit dripped out, and he just hopped on it like a bloodhound. And of course, just out of curiosity, I was like. Hey, Google, could my dog have Premier Protein? <laughs> yeah. And it said he could. So I gave him a little and he went ham on it. He was so excited. It's good stuff. It's really good. <laughs> I wonder if they'll bring back. I really like their, I don't know, chocolate mint or winter mint flavor that they usually have around your, the holidays. Your baby. So Reed's Dairy, I guess, has a hit on their hands with cotton candy milk. Okay, I've been hearing about this too, and I feel like I saw it once, and I'm pissed that I didn't grab it when I did. I don't know if it's at their stores on the east and west side, mm-hmm. or um, I, I hear it was at Winco, Oh, but that's you know, something I want to get my hands on before it's gone. I bet it would be at Brolum's. Okay. Because they're pretty good about that. And maybe it is, now that Labor well, Day, isn't cotton candy sort of a summer flavor? Well, and I was going to say too, it makes sense for them to do it the same month as the fair. Yeah. So it's pro- So they switch flavors every month. So it wouldn't surprise me if this is their fair flavor. A couple things coming sooner than the Nagathon. This it and it started this week, this past weekend goes Spud Day, I believe, officially is September 16th. Mm-hmm. It's Spud Day in Shelley. And oh, they have a, okay. they just have a ton of events, some of which have already come and gone. And then uh, the big day Saturday, September 16th with of course the Spud Tug <laughs> at 3 p.m. Okay, first off. Wh- so if you enjoy tugging spuds. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> um, it's a tug of war, right? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, I was going to say, this is kind of like an after party for the fair. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it is also, kinda. man, Shelly loves their spuds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and isn't it true? Shelly goes back to school two weeks earlier uh-huh. than most schools because they get two weeks off for spud harvest. Yes, for that's spud exactly tugging. right. Now, that being said. Tugging spuds out of the ground. I feel like what would make way more sense. Tugging spuds out I'm trying to keep a straight face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they got that past, like, you know, five teenage boys without them just... <laughs> Completely getting rid of it. It was probably but, named know. in the 50s. Oh, probably. Some more innocent time oh, back then. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and comedian and TikTok and Reels star Rodney Norman is coming to the deck, the Downtown Event Center, the DEC, on September 21st. Oh, really? He seems like a deranged old man talking out loud. And I thought, who is this guy? Well, he's a comedian. I mean, first and that off, sort I already of dig that. Yeah. But he's like, he's the guy that's like, do you know you can... Do what it's a lousy impression, by the way. Do whatever you want, and no one's really gonna stop you. <laughs> you know, sort of. I mean, he's right, though. He's right. I mean, look at us. We're doing this, acting <laughs> like we have any authority, and we don't. What's one of my favorite expressions? Is it, I don't know if it's Ann Rand or somebody, but the mm-hmm. question isn't who's going to let you, the question is who's going to stop you. Oh, yeah. That's the driving principle behind this podcast. <laughs> I think that's the driving principle behind everything we do. But that would be a good one to hit. I bet he's funny. I love stand-up comedy. Like, So we just went and saw Jim Gaffigan at the East Idaho State Fair. Yes. Yeah. And his transitions were amazing. To me, it was sort of witnessing him just train of thoughting it. And yeah. he made it look so effortless. And mm-hmm. if I know anything about performing, and I think I might... That probably takes a lot of work. Oh, I'm sure it does. You got to be a pro, but I mean, like he stopped one bit and then just sort of stood there and stroked his beard and then went off on beards for two or three minutes uh-huh. and then segued to something else. I don't even remember how he did it. Mm-hmm. We've talked the fair to death, but you know, it's what's going on. There's not much happening in East <laughs> Idaho. And so well, we're stars for entertainment. Well, and everyone knows that they can't compete with the fair. Right. The fair's got something for everyone. So Gaffigan was a hoot. He hit the stage right at 8 o'clock. I checked. And he left the stage at 8.48. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that's sort of, in my mind, one note. <laughs> Actually, I have a couple. Yeah. yeah. In my mind, that's bare minimum for a stand-up show. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know there are comedy clubs where each one gets a half hour or whatever. Right. But when you're headlining, I think it ought to be an hour minimum. And so I Mm -hmm. sort of sensed that maybe he was having an off night. He was still funny, and Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody else probably sensed that. Mm -hmm. 
and maybe it's not true. Maybe I'm making it up. But I thought he was kind of having an off night. So I will say, um, he was hilarious. I had a great time watching him, and he is an excellent performer. Uh, but there was a little piece of me that did kind of worry about his mental health. <laughs> you know, and I don't know if it's just because, you know, his And that's jokes, what makes it funny. Yeah. I don't know if his jokes are just a little bit darker than they used to be, um, or if it is just, you know, because maybe He's, his energy was a little low. But you're right. I wonder if he was tired now, or, or just more low-key. The last, the only thing I have to compare his performance to are his albums, mm-hmm. and I see him on podcasts where he's pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I saw him at the Pabst Theater in Milwaukee, of all places, in two thousand seven or eight. Mm-hmm. So that was I don't know fifteen, sixteen years ago uh-huh. when he was still doing his hot pockets Funny. bit. <laughs> and I love that he created this whatever he calls it, the invisible critic narration. Yeah, he's good at that. So he'll be talking, he'll be doing a bit, and then he'll just switch automatically. I bet it's effortless for him at this point, but Mm -hmm. it eases the tension if there is some that he's caused with the crowd, where he goes, oh, that was a horrible joke, completely inappropriate. And then I'll just keep talking. Uh But I don't know if he's channeling his mother. That's who I usually channel. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Mike, do you really think that was such a good idea to do that? <laughs> oh, I've heard you do that a few yeah, times. <laughs> yeah, but that's that in and of itself is a great running bit that he's been doing. I think that's one of his calling cards. Oh, his, yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing that got him, I think, started on traveling was he was like, all right, what's up, Idaho Falls? <laughs> now, and we've talked about this, I think, last podcast, uh-huh. here in East Idaho, it's a big deal to travel clear out to Chubbuck or clear out to Ammon, right. you know? Yeah. But in major cities where people live, it's no big deal to drive 30 minutes to somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, we talked about how Anaheim looks like it's a 30-minute drive on the map, and it's really two hours sometimes. <sighs> Unless it's 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're leaving on a weekday to go back to LAX. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm sure he flew into Idaho Falls. Sat in a car for 30 minutes and then walked out and there was the fair. Mm-hmm. You know, what he didn't realize is, you know, people from Blackfoot, Blackfeetians, I don't know, um, don't <laughs> want to be referred to as people from Idaho Falls. Blackfeet. Yeah. Blackfeets <laughs> don't want to be referred to as Idaho Fallsonians. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, but, you know, you, I'm sure you have to do that if you're a stand-up that travels a lot. You have to orient yourself and go, what's the name of the city? What's the name of the city? And then he made this joke. It's great to be here in Idaho Falls. Right? It's nice to know that there was a lot of effort put into the naming of those falls. Well, what should we uh, call these? What's the name of this thing? Idaho. Idaho Falls. That's it? Yeah. I love that joke because it sort of combines the name of our town with the Hot Pockets bit. You know, (laughs) he loves to picture a corporate marketing meeting where they come up with names for things. Right. I think. Uh huh. And that, that, that was a pretty good bit. Although, yeah, there was this cringy kind of moment when. People were like, this isn't Idaho Falls. This is Blackfoot. I know. People get so particular around here. Do you remember when Trump came to Nevada? Oh, uh-huh. I watch a lot of documentaries. And and I think it could be said that it's heavily skewed toward the ancient aliens type of documentaries. Oh, yeah. You love that stuff. There's a lot of talk about Nevada mm-hmm. at Area 51. And the announcers inevitably will be East Coast. And they'll say Nevada. You can tell an East Coaster. Write this down, more buff, more muff. <laughs> yeah, for when, for when you finally move over here. Yeah. It's not Nevada. It's Nevada. That's what they, you got to call it what they call it. Just like if you go to Hurricane Utah, you better be saying Hurricane. And if you go to Lake Pend Oriel in Northern Idaho, you better be saying Lake Pend Oreille. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, 
Somebody must have briefed Trump when he first landed and said, remember, Nevada, Nevada, Nevada. Everybody else, we call it Nevada on the East Coast, but you got to say Nevada because you're in front of a bunch of Nevadians <laughs> or whatever. Nevadans? Yeah. And he got it backwards. Hey, Nevada, we all know it's not Nevada. It's Nevada. We all say Nevada. <laughs> and he got booed. Rightfully. Yeah. Don't mess up the city name. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. i mean you're so right is the thing though i mean there's gotta there really should be one specific guy on the crew and all his job is the detail dude is just no not even the detail dude the one detail dude the city name dude that's the only job he has he gets paid fifty thousand dollars a year yes (laughs) and all he does is he stands on the side of the stage which ain't bad before he gets on there elko nevada yes and then he holds he holds whoever's face it is. In this case, let's say Jim's. Jim Gafkin's face. And he says, all right, Jim, remember. Blackfoot. Blackfoot. <laughs> Black, you're in Blackfoot, Idaho. And then he gives him a little pat on the cheek. And then a little pat on the other Write cheek. It on and your then hand. he sends him out. Whatever you got to do. Well, and of course, right after the show, we had to go out and try to get food and stuff. Um, you wanted to get from Big E's Hawaiian Shaved Ice. You wanted to get their new... Um, hula hula Barbie it's, baby it's a Barbie drink oh it was so good too I love that they put a little ice cream in the bottom ice cream in the bottom and then um, crushed ice What is shaved ice why couldn't uh-huh. I think of that word half pink half blue with a little bit of cream on top which <laughs> honestly if you're not putting cream on your snow cone you're doing it wrong like whipped cream it's not whipped cream. It's like a heavy cream almost. Oh. Or like a like a sweet cream. Really? It's good. It's good stuff. I ain't never heard of that fixing on uh, a snow cone before. Well, I'm sorry that you've been living a terrible, terrible life, and right. I'm about to change it for <laughs> okay. you. You're welcome. Uh, but anyway, super duper good. Uh, the one thing I didn't love were the little wooden spoons, mainly because the mouthfeel was bad. Uh, it kind of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminded exactly me... exactly what you mean. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of those little tiny cups that they give you in like church when you're a kid. Yeah. Yes, yeah. or in elementary school. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, those. you've noticed in my kitchen, I don't have any wooden implements, period. Uh-huh. I just don't like the feel. Here's what's happened. In in my old age, I've turned into that elementary school librarian that has to lick her fingers <laughs> before she turns a page. I don't know. I guess uh-huh. I just have dry skin. Oh, interesting. And so when okay. I touch wood, it's like, Ugh. Oh, okay. It is, there are very few things that do that to me, do something like that to me physically, mm-hmm. like the physical sensation of fingers on a chalkboard. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge one for me. <laughs> Interesting. You see, I actually, I like wooden utensils overall. I'll use them sometimes, uh, but I don't like them in my mouth, uh, especially because I did actually get a little splinter in like the side. It didn't, it didn't stick or hurt, but it poked me and I was like, I'm not testing those waters. Right. So I ended up going over and, and getting a plastic fork instead because uh-huh. that was the best <laughs> I could find. But you know what? I had a straw. I had a fork. I made it work, you know? Um, but you of, really were like a pioneer. I know. With the yes. hand cart and everything. Yes, exactly. I, if anything, I think I had it even harder than the pioneers, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Um you know, sure, I didn't get dysentery, and I didn't lose five of my eight children. You didn't um, die on the Oregon Trail. I didn't, no, no. But I did suffer. Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay, but the hardest part about all that was that all of the card readers went down at once. Oh, yeah. The one thing I did find was that, like, it was square mostly. Okay. That was the only thing that I could find a national outage about. So the most popular vendor of card readers. Which may, especially for around. For mobile vendors. Yeah, especially for small businesses and mobile vendors is, yeah. of course, square. And they went out, and I can tell so many businesses lost so much money that night. Oh, yeah. So if you know any of those businesses, show them a little love to try to make up for that, because I know how much they rely on the fair, you know, and especially with how small they are. It, you know, we got to do our part. What a bummer for everyone involved, really. Right. And also, I can't believe how many freaking people there were sticking around the food court despite that. I mean, you used the term when we were there. It was nuts to butts. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want to say that's not my expression. That's no. uh, that's an expression from McD in Milwaukee. Yeah, but <laughs> but that's the thing. It that's was. how he would describe. He was a concert photographer. <laughs> that's how he would describe standing room situations in concerts. Funny. Okay, that's fair. That's nuts to butts in there. <laughs> it was so picturesque. I I did not intend for that to be on this show, but since it's out. 
Yeah. It was like the March of the Penguins in there, you know? <laughs> like, you genuine first off, because it was so slow. But also, you just, you would just sort of waddle from one foot to the other mm. to get mm. from place to place. Man, and then at one point, we had to go back into the fray, and I was like, I, I don't know if I can. I can't handle it. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. And the fact that the card readers were down and people were still trying to buy stuff and still trying to see booths, it was just crazy. I've never been to the fair with it being that packed. It's a good thing I had cash for yes. D's. Oh, does? Look at D's, Carly. Do you see what D's are? Oh, oh, D's nuts? Yes. <laughs> they're the, <laughs> they're the right, cinnamon so, coated almonds. So you don't want to say nuts to butts, but you're fine with saying D's nuts. <laughs> D's nuts. Now in a convenient nut sack. <laughs> don't make me cackle. Perfect for placing directly on your chin. Oh, no. From, from the makers of Bofa and Ligma. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Uh, hey, Carl, do you like uh, Wendy's? Yeah. You like Wendy's nuts are on your tin? <laughs> oh, jeez. I mean, are they cinnamon flavored? <laughs> do you like goblins? Oh, no. <laughs> Why, okay, wait. Why are A, B, and C afraid of D? Why? Because D is nuts. <laughs> uh, we mentioned before that our humor is that of a 12, 12 year old boy, right? Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you like Imagine Dragons? Oh, no. Imagine Dragon D's nuts. <laughs> oh. Oh, man, okay. you know the grannies and the in the, the grannies <laughs> listening to this are going to be so upset, but the teenage boys are going to be cackling. I saw a very um, pious LDS lady um, take to Facebook and discuss her twelve-year-old son propensity for making <laughs> these nuts jokes. <laughs> I, did I miss what? There's something about candy. Do you do you like candy? Candy's nuts, yeah. Something, yeah. I anyway. Yeah, there's a million yeah. of them. <laughs> I think I'm done. But I would well, like to get more of contact. these nuts at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, maybe you need to contact uh, his grandma and see if he can help you out with your with your these nuts jokes. <laughs> Sto stuff your stocking with these nuts. <laughs> uh, so I think next year we're gonna start a nut stand and call it D's, right? Like that's the idea. And I think you can, I think there is a brand called These Nuts and it's available at Albertsons. That's so good though. Now look, man, even though we are given to making totally inappropriate jokes on this show, mm -hmm. I want to say we're not the only ones. I want you to take a good look at this sign in a restroom at the Eastern Idaho State Fair. Oh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. zoom in here a little and you'll see that it is a picture of a balloon animal. It Who looks awfully sad. It appears to be a dog. Yeah, and if a balloon animal can look sad, it does. Uh, I think its head is hanging. One might even say it looks a little limp. A little deflated. Mm -hmm. And the caption is, no hard feelings. Question now, mark. Now, keep in mind that I identify as a man. This was in the men's room. <laughs> I'm sorry, the cowboy's room in the... Uh, ever exciting West event section of the mm -hmm. Eastern Idaho State Fair. So it's an ad for, it's an ad for Bingham Healthcare mm. Urology. <laughs> so I think we know what we're talking about here. Oh, absolutely. We're talking about uh, there not being enough air in your balloon. <laughs> right, right. Well, and it was also a blue balloon. It was, you a, know. It was blue, come yeah. to think of it. Yeah. And it was I'm, a blue balloon feeling blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's feeling a little blue. Yeah. Um, Maybe it needs some blue to not feel so blue. The only, <laughs> the only more overt ad I can think is a pencil that was bent over. Limp. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Here's the deal, though. I, I just want even a limp biscuit. So Bingham, <laughs> Bingham Memorial. First of all, whoosh, right? That's good advertising. Um, perfect advertising because you know dudes make dick jokes. Yeah, and we make ED jokes too. Mm-hmm. That's erectile dysfunction, kids. Well, especially in the bathroom when they're out and about, you know. Well, and and so here are my notes, being a <laughs> memorial urology. First Your of notes. all, so take that and, and feel it and accept it and internalize it. I mean, I don't give those out just to anybody. This is only the second yeah, one this show. Me. Yeah, just to Yeah. First of all. Second of all, 
your message is reaching men at the one time they don't want any hard feelings. Right, right. And uh, more importantly, I didn't see this message until I was washing my hands and I saw Mm -hmm. it in the mirror, in the reflection. Oh, really? Can you guess why? Well, wait, where was it then? So it was. I assumed it was above a urinal. It was between two urinals. Well, Bingham Memorial Urology, I don't know who posted this, or if you didn't have the budget for two, I bet you did. Something you should know about (laughs) men standing at urinals, we look straight ahead and that's it. We don't even look this way. No. Because when you look this way to see the ad, you could also look this way. And nobody does that. No. Uh-uh. I have never, maybe it's happened to me, but I've never snuck a peek in my entire life. Well, yeah, you've never seen it because you're the only one who's been looking straight. Everyone else has seen what you've got, but you haven't seen what they've got. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'd rather play by my own rules and have that sort of plausible deniability in my psyche. Mm-hmm. If I've never done it to anybody else, then maybe nobody's ever done it to me. Maybe it's like a little kid that plays hide and seek for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, right. That just goes like this. Yeah. Or hides, you know, most of their body behind a couch because they think if I can't see you, you can't see me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, yeah, urinal ads and like a lot of big cities have them. I love it when a uh, restaurant or a lounge has the, I don't know, comics section of the most recent paper they just drop down. So you've got some, yeah, you can read a strip or two while you're going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's actually kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, right? Don't you have funny anything like that? Funnies? Like on the back of a women's stall, they don't do anything like I that? I mean, yeah, they'll put ads on the oh, stall. Oh, ads. Okay. But I mean, no one cares. But yeah, Plus, I we, own- That's the... Okay, here's an advantage to being a woman. We can look wherever we want, <laughs> you know? And to be fair, usually we're looking through the crack to see if anyone's watching us. Right. Yeah. Because, right. geez, Louise. Okay. Wishing you had a newspaper in front of you. <laughs> right. As Why can't first, we figure that out in America? As a first world country... There are gas stations who have done it, people. Why? Why can we not just have doors that go all the way down and doors that close all the way on on both sides? Why can't I have just a little bit of privacy while I'm trying to go potty? And I I believe I've observed that the busiest places have the biggest gaps. Right. Like airports. I wonder if it's intentional, like to get you out of the bathroom faster. I guess. You know? (laughs) Because you can't lounge in there. You know, you can't like... I really get comfy when there's a chance that someone's going to walk by and see everything you've got to offer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, oh, and heaven forbid you're wearing a romper to do that because then <laughs> then once you're in the stall, you're not wearing anything. Then it's all hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just hanging on the back of the stall. <laughs> 110 on the ad concept and maybe a 10 on the ad placement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I would argue... And this is more of a subjective thing that instead of a poodle, maybe use a wiener dog. (laughs) Before we wrap up, I just want to acknowledge that my favorite season is here and um, going to be here for the next couple of weeks. And if you blink, you'll miss it. Mm -hmm. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is late summer. I mean, isn't that more of a micro season? There are some people who would say, well, Labor Day weekend has passed. Pumpkin spice is in stores. It's fall. It's not. And I will fight you. I don't think it's fall yet either. Fall in my mind comes when there are other visual signs like leaves changing. Mm -hmm. And typically it'll happen after, say, a cold snap. Yeah. The defi- or at you least know, after the fall equinox. You know, the definition of uh, Indian summer, I believe we're still calling it that. Um, but it is, it's got to have a frost first. Yes. And then it's got to warm back up. Mm-hmm. I like, this is, in my mind, late summer is better than that season because if you think about it, we're all back on schedule. The kids are back in school. Mm-hmm. The work is done. We're having harvest festivals like Spud Days already. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't gotten chilly yet. You can still pretty much run around in shorts and flip-flops if you want. Right, right. You might even still be able to hit the pool a couple more times this year. I see 80, my, my uh, temperature for hitting the pool is 80 degrees. Right. And I see a few more of those in the next 10 days. Yeah. But the concept is the work is kind of done or 
almost done. And so that's a good feeling because mm-hmm. I am a business before pleasure kind of dude. I know. See, and I'm not. I'm terrible <laughs> about that. But that's also why I have such a hard time handling my business. You like the idea of a pre-ward. <laughs> I do. And it 100% does not work. No, especially not for me. So I just love this time. This is the time where I, I think you should find yourself a farmer's field. I mean, the corn is still on the stocks. Mm-hmm. And it will be for another few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, find yourself an alfalfa field and just mm-hmm. right after the harvest and breathe that in. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of, I don't know if there's, I can almost feel it in my ears sometimes. Yeah. It's the temperature. Maybe it's the bugs, mm-hmm. hummingers. Maybe it's the barometric pressure. That's I don't what know. I was going to say. You know? Yeah. But there is a certain feeling where it just feels really good. Yeah. And I just want to, you to, you know, remind you to step out and smell the roses. Or, or the alfalfa. Or the freshly mown grass for mm-hmm. the last time or the hay. Yeah, we mm-hmm. still have a few mows Unless left Unless you have us. allergies, then maybe don't. Yeah, then, then, <laughs> That'd be a bummer for you. Don't take any of the advice offered on this podcast. I mean, yeah, like we said, not but, information, <laughs> infotainment, baby. <laughs> but I just wanted to acknowledge that and um, pour out my heart and soul a little bit because I love this time of year. I mean, it's great. Well, and I particularly love a certain event happening at this time of year. Oh, yes. It also happens to be... Mm -hmm. Your birthday! Yay! And I'm so excited. We have some good plans. I'm excited, too. Yeah. We'll just talk about... How about we talk about it next show? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, mainly because I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Like Jim Gaffigan said, after they named Idaho Falls, you want to go take a nap. I want to go take a nap. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm Mike Nelson. And I'm Carly Morgan, and if you see something, say something to help prevent child abuse. I'll tell you what, I'm just going (laughs) to dump to this footage. It's a time-lapse footage of people at the Eastern Idaho State Fair. I got this while you were searching for the non-wooden spoon. Yes, so you do see me for a split second in it. I'm in my little pink dress. I'm at the booth. I go to the booth right in front of us, and that's where I finally get the uh, plastic fork. I'll tell you what, uh, let's have a little contest. If you um, can pause it on your face... And give us proof, you'll win a free wooden spoon.